Hey everybody, it's the Way of Rock podcast. We are back with episode number 15, Jeff and Jack. How you doing, Jack? I'm doing mighty fine. All right, we are brought to you by Anchor.fm, a place you can go to record your own podcast and get it out there for everyone to listen to. They'll handle all the distribution, find you sponsors. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they had an ad for another podcast that is done by a gentleman who is incarcerated. Aha. And and it's actually I've I've not listened to his podcast, but he was a guest on the podcast I was listening to. And he does his entire entire podcast from prison. From prison. He's doing life. He's not going anywhere. He's he murdered someone. So Ah. Um unless you're in California, they usually don't let you out for that. But he does an entire podcast from jail, from prison, and I did, they didn't get into the logistics of it, but my point of bringing it up is, if this gentleman can do a podcast from prison, what's stopping anybody else? This is true. This All is true. All you need is really just your phone. Because with Anchor.fm, on their app, they actually just have a button. You push record, you record it, and stop it when you're done talking, upload it, and they do the rest. You give it a little name, a little description. You, uh, they, they've got a function where you can share it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, these things. And uh, all you got to do is, is just talk into your phone. I assume this gentleman is talking into the prison phone and somebody else is doing the recording. Yeah, that would, unless... Um, unless he's got some special privileges. Yeah, which... Because um, that's how... On the, the the seldom occurrences when someone, uh, say, releases an album from prison, because that's a thing that has uh, started happening over the last couple of years. But rappers do that? Some rappers do do that. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how they do it. They Or like, uh, I don't remember the exact song, but I know that one time a guy that was in prison was uh, featured on a song and they recorded it through the payphone. So I bet that sounded good because those phones, <laughs> I mean, phones sound terrible on, on... To begin with. Yeah, to begin with. And I can only imagine putting a phone on a record is even worse. Uh, yeah. Uh, but good for them for, uh, for doing it. Good for this guy for doing his podcast from prison. So we're also brought to you by Third Stage Tees. This is a website where you can go and find yourself a T-shirt that's got something rock and roll related or it's just some sort of smart ass phrase on it. And you can usually find a t-shirt for 15, 20 bucks and, uh, use a code here that we're going to give you T W O R and get 15% off of that t-shirt. I know that, uh, typically when you plug the third stage tees, you always mention that you can go ahead and get yourself a nice, uh, nice shirt for a show. But if I remember correctly, they're very soft t-shirts. And they're very nice lounging around the house doing nothing shirts they really as are. well. They really are. They're, they're good quality t-shirts. Um, mostly black just because they are you know kind of rock and roll related. But there are other colors available. But you're right. They're very, very soft t-shirts. And there's also tank tops and hoodies. So if you're into you know, workout tank tops or just tank tops, you know, sun's out, gun's out. Got to put on those tank tops. And if it's cold where you are right now, which where we are right now, it goes back and forth by the hour. Yes. And uh, you might wear a tank top under a hoodie, take that hoodie off, put it back on. In the Always evening. be prepared. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, go to thirdstagetees.com. They've got all that stuff. You can check it out. 
And we are still in the midst of this crazy pandemic, which is leaving the music industry in a big giant question mark. It is doing that. The big, this was going to be the year of reunion tours. It was. And the, the, the probably, I don't know, I don't know if it's the biggest as far as dollars, but probably the biggest as far as coming out of left field and, and surprising everybody is probably the Rage Against the Machine yes, reunion. Yes, I would say that's... Uh, that one is officially next year now. However, um, I'm just going to be the way that I am. I think if you look at the statistics, that's the only actual reunion tour. All the other ones are just <laughs> tours that happened last year. They're happening again. Oh, it's the reunion tour. I get it. We, oh, we, Molly we, Crew went on our farewell tour two days ago. We're all, we're back. We we don't have to get into the minutia of it, but I carry on. They have they're, they're the only ones that now have officially said we're pulling the plug this year. We're doing it next year. Yes. I saw a couple of posts the other day that I think Nikki from Motley Crew and possibly Tommy from Motley Crew have. They posted that they still don't know what's going on with their tour. Funnily enough, is Poison on that bill? Oh, I I don't remember. I feel like Poison is on that bill. Okay. Which made me laugh that that Ricky, the guitar player's name, I can't remember any of the Poison guys' names, yeah, except I for, because I don't consider them a real band. <laughs> but the, the guitar player made a post and you know, I don't follow this guy. I just saw it on like Loudwire or somebody retweeted it. He he was complaining that Live Nation has not been in contact with him to let him know what's going on. <laughs> Which I thought to myself, well, you're probably gonna be one of the last <laughs> to find out. You'll find like, out you'll find out on Twitter like the rest of us. Right. <laughs> Live Nation's got more important things to worry about than the, the guitar player from Poison. <laughs> but my point of all of this is that all these reunion tours with you know mega bucks on 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 the block they're all up in the air except for Rage. Rage has got it figured out. Tom Morello's a, he's a hustler. He's like, let's get this knocked out so I can enjoy my summer. <laughs> um, but having said that, I saw a concert, a local concert at a medium sized venue, announced the other day, and tickets went on sale. In July, a July concert. Interesting. And it's not somebody that really fits our, you know, our our show here, so it's not worth bringing up who it is. But the fact is, it's a it's a mid July concert. It was announced and tickets went on sale. This was you know two days ago. Okay. So there's just very mixed things going on with with concert promoters and and the music industry and people wondering or thinking they're going to have shows and figuring they're not going to have shows and it's all just way up in the air right now. Yeah, I know, because for the most part, the a lot of like the May and June concerts have been pushed. Right. If like if they haven't been canceled, they've been postponed to the fall, and then. And I've seen quite a few that have gonna, been postponed till like early twenty twenty one. Yeah, too. and I, and most of that's like, I think. Just it's a lot of it's just all being played by ear at the moment. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is you know, a lot of people don't know what they're doing. They're still if they want to reschedule, they've got to try to find you know venues for in the future. And I mean, in the in the problem is is not to get too scientificy on anyone, but uh, 
despite all the despite all the smart people that are working everything no one can tell the future like no one can actually figure out what is going to happen over the next six and a half months um so like we could this whole virus thing could clear up in a week and then we're we're back to normal or it could all of a sudden get exponentially worse and all of a sudden there's only four people left alive and i mean you just don't know what's going to happen so it's just all yeah everything's up in the air they really can't give a solid answer which is a real drag for the entertainment industry and the sports industry which i guess is the entertainment industry hey we have the kb I can't say that. Uh, the, the KBO, my Korean, the Korean baseball. That's right. We have that going for us. And the NFL schedule was released today, so they're 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 plowing forward. The NFL, I, we talk more NFL on this show than we should, <laughs> but they're going. Tom Brady could have coronavirus, and they're still going to play the season. And it's that's true. Yeah, I saw it on the on the news crawl this morning. They were actually crawling the schedule you know who's going to open the season yeah. blah 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 because last night was the uh schedule release for yeah. everybody the black crows have been very silent the black crows another actual reunion now this this is a, this is a tour i think that wasn't even going to get started till august okay so they might be thinking yeah just you know we're not we're out of the woods but who knows? i mean yeah you know. it's only april so so yeah it's gonna be really really interesting to see how these tours play out this this was going to be a huge year for for reunions and another reunion tour. This is gonna this is gonna go two ways. Another reunion that was going to happen, or I'm gonna say reunion with quotation marks, um, because even if it's a reunion, if you're the opening band, it doesn't really count. Faith No More was gonna be opening for Corn, I believe, right? That's right. Yeah. And um, so that's another one. I don't know if anything we've heard anything on that one. I have not. I don't remember the. I think that one's a, a July date, so they have time. But on that bill, um, someone that we kind of talked about off air is uh, Scars on Broadway, right? Which um, features Darren from no, not features. It's D- Darren from System of a Down side project, and I've uh, just started recently giving them a couple listens, uh, listening to their 2018 album Dictator. Uh, listen to that a little bit. So just wanted to just wanted to throw out Scars on Broadway because it connected to Faith No More there. But uh, it does. Yeah, that's a show. So. Hopefully that one happens because that would that would be a fun show to see. We'll, we'll um, keep our eye on all of those shows as they announce things, and you know I, I like to try to retweet that stuff as much as possible on on Twitter. So you know keep, keep, we'll keep that word out there and try to keep people informed. Hopefully we won't see too many more cancellations, but yeah, it's just a weird weird time right now in the music world. But bands are still putting music out like crazy. They are doing that. And one that surprised me yesterday. There was one that we anticipated, two that we anticipated. But one that surprised me, I didn't know it was coming, was the new uh, Pucifer single. Yeah. the new. Um, this is, of course, Maynard James Keenan's side side project. <laughs> Double side project. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and kind of when I listened to this earlier today... I got major Eat the Elephant from a Perfect Circle vibe. I kind of did it. too. Like, it's but very more similar. like more like a, a more like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like something that ended up on the cutting room. Yeah, like I I really don't uh, listen to Pucifer all that much, but um, so I I don't know exactly what their like normal sound is, but I do know that. With the uh, last Perfect Circle album, they strayed a very far away from what they normally do. Right. And so I'm curious if that's kind of like the same 
Like Maynard's doing his. I, I think it's just Maynard because even the Tool album kind of straight well, yeah, away from the Tool stuff. I was, I was say stuff. that the new Tool album. Is, like it's it's a great like, album, but it's different. When you look at those the the new Tool album, the last A Perfect Circle album, and this single, not that they sound the same, but they do all kind of have that more ethereal feel. Yeah, yeah. That's more like mood music than rock music. Which I don't mind. I don't mind. I'll either. say because and Fusifer, we all have to remember they started as kind of a, I don't want to use the term joke band, but there used to be a variety show on HBO called Mister Show, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you're familiar with the the actor Bob Odenkirk. I'm not. Um, he's he's Saul in Better Call Saul. Okay. Um, but he got his start. He's a comedian. He got his start as a writer on Saturday Night Live, and. He's done a lot of comedy over the last 25 years. And then uh, David Cross, who's also a comedian. Okay. They had a show on HBO back in the 90s called Mr. Show. And it was a variety, goofy, real strange kind of variety comedy show. And Maynard, who's always had his toe dipped in the comedy world, um, th- that was the original creation of Pucifer. Yeah. was for that. And um, just kind of on that note, the last tour that, I mean, the last tour that they did... Maybe not the last one, but one of the recent ones off of, uh, I believe, the Money Shot album. That might just be the single, but I think it's the the album. Yeah, like, they had the is. stage set up that was like a wrestling ring. Right, and, right. I mean, it's very yeah, it's, it's a lighthearted humor, and fun. Exactly. So, Which yeah. is hard to believe Maynard. He's, exactly. He's a, he's a weird guy. He, 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 like I said, he's always had his toe dipped in the comedy world. And even some Tool lyrics are just funny. But well, yeah, you even you have like, um, you have Anima, which is... Uh, uh, take some from uh, your boy uh, Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, Maynard, you know, he comes off as the most serious, yeah. you know, humorless person. And that song's about like destroying Los Angeles, <laughs> right? So yeah, he, you know, Maynard he operates on a different plane than the rest of us. So yeah, check it out. It's the new Pucifer single came out today. It's called Apocalyptical. Yes. Um. But yeah. Very. Very just kind of different you know it's it's just a vibe i think like it, it's not really like a like a actual song i know right. that kind of sounds weird but like there's not like an actual like song like verse chorus verse chorus bridge right, chorus right. yeah like uh, you said, it's more structure of a, it's just a vibey just, ethereal yeah. kind of now that being we, t- we you brought up the last tool album that's been out now what six months or so roughly are you still listening to that i actually listened to it the other night yes did you so you're, you're still digging it and yeah um, yeah, I listened to it the other day. I, I really like that album. I was listening to it the other day and it, it kind of started bugging me. Hmm. There's, I, there's a and lot I, of interludes I don't know. I and mean, whatnot. But. It could just be because, you know, I've been listening to Tool for almost 30 years now and this last one is most definitely a, a left turn for them. And I don't say that as a bad thing. It's just... It's just different, and it's human nature when something's different. Maybe yeah. you know, so I'm I'm probably being unfair, but you know the the side of me that wants you know more schismy stuff that's not on this album. Yeah, but you know that that I mean it's an amazing album. But yeah, I was yeah I was listening to it the other day, and I actually just flipped to something else. It's it is because I'm I know that we when it like first came out, we had a conversation about how. Um, for the most part, there's not a true like rocker on it. It's right. a lot of, and 
Um, I think I would argue that uh, the final I'm gonna the final track, not uh, Tempest, is the rocker. Even but even that kind of I mean that's a 15 minute long song. It takes a bit to listen to a 15 minute long song. I can do it because, but I know not everyone has the. Uh, the well, ability and, to and, listen to the same thing fifteen minutes, but uh, and it, you know it's it's not a it's not necessarily an album that you listen to while you're doing something else, which unfortunately is how I listen to music That's quite a bit anymore. I I don't have time as much as I did to just kind of lay back and chill with some headphones on and yeah. and dig an album, but and maybe if I did that with this album, you know, I could it, listen to it. More. I will say it is. Um, <clears throat> It is a nice little album to turn on, like when you're you're getting ready for bed or something, and you're you're unwinding from the day. Uh, it works for that. We've I see we've gone down a tool rabbit hole from uh, an <laughs> album from six months ago. But uh, well, all right. Some more music that we were anticipating was the uh, the the new single from Within Temptation. Yes, and so um, I listened to this. Oh, the Pucer for album I think comes out this fall. This fall, okay. Yeah. So uh, so. New piece for this fall. So Within Temptation, I believe, their album comes out this summer. Yeah, and Within Temptation dropped a 2019 album, I want to say. So this is kind of a quick little turnaround. I'm curious if this Was it a full band album or was it Sharon? I think it was a full band album. Okay. Because um, she had put out some solo stuff within the last couple of years. Yeah, they released um, Resist. Okay. Oh, okay, year. yeah, yeah, you're right. I remember that now. Um. So... They're working fast. Yeah. So what I was when I when I first saw that this was released, I was assuming that this uh, was maybe a B side or just a one off thing. But if you're mentioning an album, then um, okay. I'll keep talking about it. I'm so gonna yeah. look that up just to be sure. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Um. But yeah, I've always been. I know last week or my, one of the last couple of re- weeks, I always talked about how I talked about. How Lamb of God is one of those bands that I really, really like their sound, but I don't know that much about them. With them, Temptation kind of falls into that category for me because I do like the kind of gothic symphonic metal scene with with girl lead singers. I know like uh, Nightwish, Epica, With Temptation, Lacuna Coil. I like uh, big fans of all those bands, but they're all kind of, with the exception of Lacuna Coil, I don't know that much by them. I just really enjoy the sound so i listen to this and i mean it, it is it is still in a kind of in the within temptation realm um i've only listened to it a couple times i think like three times since it's come out um as it came out today so i don't have like the most in-depth song review possible but i mean it, it is good if it, it is has a uh, kind of all the elements that you want from a within temptation song sharon does quite the job singing as she normally does um, and it is called Entertain You. I believe we've already mentioned that, but uh, the album art's kind of interesting. Yeah, too. it is kind of cool. And you know, now I'm not seeing any information about an album coming okay. out, so I, I could have just been making that up. I can uh, maybe if you want to check the socials or something, or we can. Yeah, I mean, it like I said, oh, uh, Resist came out last year, so it would be cool if they were uh, planning a new album. But uh, I can see this also just being like a one-off. Things and um, yeah, that's with him. Temptations entertain you. Well, and as so many bands are doing now, they just and we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Where if if they come up with a song or two songs, 
they might go ahead and get into a studio and and record those and get them out. Yeah. With no, you know, not necessarily any hard plans to to have an album in the near future. They might just want to get some singles out because the way the music industry operates now, you can just get a single and get it out there on on Spotify or Apple Music and and still make a few bucks on it. So yeah. so that could be what's going on here as well. And and honestly, that's kind of what went on with the the next new release we're going to talk about is the Black Moods. Yes. Their full-length album just came out today as well. It's called Sunshine. And they've been releasing singles for this album for you know, 2 years now. Yeah, it's um I don't I don't remember the exact timeline of whenever uh you discovered them, but it was just about 2 years ago. It was, it was July of 2018. Okay. They opened for a band locally and we we saw them then. And they are a band, the Black Moods are a band out of um the Phoenix area. But over the last couple of years they've really built a presence in the Midwest. I know they play here quite a bit. They play in Indianapolis quite a bit. Um Wisconsin, like Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. They they try to hit as much as possible, which is it's odd not only not only just because regional bands are usually regional bands, but logistically it's probably kind of a hassle for them to yeah. play around the Southwest and then hop in their van and hit three or four cities in the Midwest. But and I think they they, they go down to uh to Florida. I think they have a bit of a following down there too. But yeah, the Black Moods are they're a trio and I would say more of like a power pop. Okay. I wouldn't necessarily call them hard rock, although you can find yeah, them I wouldn't on the, say, I on wouldn't the hard say rock playlist. Hard I, rock. I even though they don't necessarily have the harmonies of a cheap trick, I would kind of put them in that okay. that category, I guess. Yeah, I mean they're they are kind of like a throwback um to like kind of just like that older style of rock where it's it's not it's not too much of like a punch in the face when you're listening to it it's just kind of like okay this is rock music so yeah it's uh, rock music it's upbeat it's it's happy usually yeah um they're really really good live a lot of good energy being a trio the lead singer and lead guitar player josh you know, he's a, he's a really fun front man he's 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 you know he's tall and skinny like a rock star should be. He's a flashy guitar player. He jumps around. He's got moves. You know he's he's real personable with the crowd. But yeah, they they've been working on this album for the last couple of years, and it just released today. And the first single off of this was Belladonna, which was like their their kind of first uh, radio's hit, right? Yes. Okay. It was, and that I mean that they've been working on that one. That that one came out a couple of years ago, and then there was bad news. Yeah, bad news was uh, another new single, and I want to say we've heard them play the title track "Sunshine" live. Oh yeah, a yeah, they play that a lot. A lot of times they even open the show with it. Yeah, bad news. Um, Belladonna, of course. What you got was another single, but. Yeah, the full album now is out. It's called Sunshine. Yeah, so I know um, you, you're quite the Black Moods fan, as uh, could be told by listening to you talk about the Black Moods. Yeah, but, they're a fun band. I mean, you've met them. I have, they're, yeah. They're, they're good guys. So we don't have new music yet from Avatar. We do not, and we don't even know teasing, what's happening. Yeah, they're teasing their new album. They've got a new like an album cycle coming up. Yeah. And they're one of these bands that 
they kind of change their theme for every cycle. And so they're, they're, they're kind of, they're, they're teasing a new logo. Um, yeah. Like, um, the picture that I'm looking at in their new profile picture, it's like a very, I don't, I don't know what you'd call it. Like eight bit, not necessarily eight bit, but like that green, like technology right, type right, right. with, uh, it's just an A. So yeah, you can go over to their social medias and you kind of, kind of see what's going on. There's a promotional video, um, their caption of it says, a new door opens, a new era begins. Step into the darkness and see. So I'm curious. It looks kind of sp- very sciencey and spacey. I don't, we don't really know what to think of it. We don't. And, and, and Avatar is one of those bands that, you know, they, they, they like their, the persona and, and having a theme and, and, you know, they, they wear their costumes yeah. and makeup and whatnot. And, and oddly enough, they're from, as we have learned, the city is pronounced Gothenburg. Gothenburg. Sweden, which is the same city where Ghost hails from. Yes. And Ghost kind of does the same it is. thing, too. Yes. There it is. You knew we weren't going to get through a whole podcast <laughs> without. But Ghost does that, too. Whenever they go into a new cycle, they, they, they've they got their videos of, you know, how they're going to change the their personas. Old and, Papa Emeritus dying. Right, right. New and, one being. You know, Avatar is kind of doing a, a similar thing, so. Maybe it's just a Swedish thing. Yeah, Gothenburg bands <laughs> like to, and and Avatar just like Ghost has got a great sense of humor. Yeah, and so, but one thing that I'm curious about is looking at kind of the direction, or at least what is being teased there, is if they're um, abandoning or like changing up, like like the costumes and everything and all that, because um, which I would imagine they would, but. As far as I can remember, Avatar is kind of as like as I've seen them three times now, dating back to when they released Feathers and Flesh. So the last two album cycles, I've seen them a couple times, and throughout those album cycles, they've kept the same kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You've got that kind of circus sideshow, and and then the the king you know, yeah. theme and all that. And the king thing was funny, but um. And even going back, I don't really think I've ever seen any videos of them not wearing that costume, right. like that costume setup. So I'm curious if they're changing that up or if they're just, and maybe they're not even going the direction that we're like seeing with that. Maybe right. that like yeah, it, yeah. They could, we could be reading way too much yeah. into it. The, um, I always have to think, especially for a band, and you know, when we see them here in America, we see them in small. Clubs. Small little clubs, yeah. yeah. The last time we saw them, it's like a, a eleven hundred person venue, and they they were the headliner. Yeah, but you know, not a huge place. No, and I always like forty years ago when Kiss was on top of the world, and they were running around in private jets and had nothing to do, literally nothing to do, but show up to the venue, put on their makeup, and go play. I figured maybe putting on all that makeup and everything probably wasn't that big a deal. But I don't know. I, I, I've got to think when you're slugging it out as a working band and you're getting in a tour bus and driving 500 miles to the next city and then you finally get there and you find some food and you do your sound check and then you're like, oh, now i got to go put on the makeup. <laughs> I I got to think after a while that wears on a band and they just want to be a rock band. I... um. In a sense, I I do uh, tend to agree. However, I will I don't necessarily want to say counter with, but the majority of what Avatar has to do is I think the pain there is just putting on the uh, the circus esque outfit. I don't think because 
Johannes right, yeah, is the yeah, only one that really. They're not doing a lot of makeup. I I agree, but yeah. but I think the clothes too, because because then you're like, oh, is my is my circus top coat clean? Did, did yeah, you get that I, clean yesterday? Or you, know, I you get can't that just too. wear the T-shirt that you bought at the opening band's merch stand. You know, you have to you have to focus on yeah. You have to focus on a whole lot of stuff that I think would be difficult to focus on when you're. A, just a working traveling band like that. Yeah, and I and That's I and point. I agree not, with that. Not, and not that it's wrong that they do that. I just think that it would be tough to focus on that. And I would think at some point a band might want to leave that behind. Yeah. And I don't even know if that's what they're doing. I'm just I'm just saying that's got to be tough. I mean, we saw we saw Ghost when they're at that level. Yeah. You know, playing at noon on a side stage in in the hot sun, and you know they still got to put the 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 nameless ghouls masks on and all that. And I got to think to myself before the show, they were probably thinking, yeah, maybe this is the show we go out on. <laughs> and in <laughs> on to that note, that was even a higher level of ghost than the first time when I saw them during uh Papa Emeritus two. Right. Whenever, you know, they, they're playing a big venue, but they're the opening band. They're probably, operating on the van and the trailer not necessarily a tour bus exactly exactly they got something worked out with the tour and uh and, whatnot. and that's a whole you know bunch of extra storage bins just for the yeah just for the costumes <laughs> the costumes i don't know it's 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 always a weird thing for me with with bands that that perform in costumes i mean i get why they do it i get the theatrical aspect of it i just got to think that logistically it probably gets old fast it would be interesting though to see if um like because with both Avatar and Ghost at this point, like it's it's when you hear an Avatar or a Ghost song, you immediately associate it. Like if you you like you if you see it in your head, you see the costumes and all that oh, stuff. Oh, that is true. It would be For so. Sure. It would be really interesting to see if like to see if like eventually, like say this this album cycle, Avatar says, you know what, we're just a Swedish rock band now, right? And um, they go out and they're just wearing cutoffs and jeans and. Whatnot. That would just be. I. It'd be so interesting to see how that would be. Right. It would like be that strange. would be. A, yeah. And because you know, and what comes along with those costumes and stuff is the, the, the synchronized moves. And, yeah. All that know, too. Stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, it would be weird if they just came out like you know, clutch. It'd or be something. like yeah. It'd be <laughs> like. Have you ever uh, watched any like YouTube videos of uh, subdivision playing? Oh yeah. It, it, it's when you watch those and like. You can hear them singing. Sub, okay. Subvision. Subvision. Okay, um, and you can hear them. You can hear them singing. You're like, okay, well, this is Tobias Forge, and you're just watching Tobias Forge in a cutoff, and he's playing the guitar, and right. you're just like, what is yeah, he's happening? Just a, a straightforward. And I understand when bands do that. You know, it kind of separates them, and it does. Yeah, and it gives them a an image that, like you said, when you hear it, you see it in your head, especially if you've seen them live. Yeah. So yeah, I I totally get it. I just. I just, I, my mind, I always go to the, 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 the difficulty and the efficiency of, of doing all of that. But, you know, that's, that's, just, that's just me, too. And it, it's always possible, like, um, I'm sure that they have created, uh, like, shortcuts and loopholes to make it oh, yeah. more easier yeah. than it appears to be. Well, cool. That shows. Well, we'll look forward to that Avatar music coming out later this year and, uh, Hopefully a hopefully a tour cycle because they're way fun to see. Oh, country. I love Avatar so much. Live. So yeah, it would be cool to see them come back to America and, and put, be able to put on a full tour. So uh, 
Yeah, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, you're going to tell us about the 10th anniversary of a Deftones album. I am going to do that. All right. See you in a few. And we are back on the Way of Ghost, I mean the Way of Rock podcast. I'm Jack. That's Jeff. We have some Deftones to talk about. Yeah, it's the 10th anniversary of the Diamond Eyes album from Deftones. Yes, yeah, so... You're rele- a big old Deftones fan. I am a big old Deftones fan. So this was released May 4th, 2010, so a couple days ago. But um, may the 4th be with you. And uh, pictured on the album is a white owl with a black background. Now, um, this this song has a lot... I mean, not this song. This album has a lot of... Uh, a lot of really good songs on it. A lot of Deftones classics. A lot of songs that I've seen live um, a few times that I've seen them. Uh, opening up, you have Diamond Eyes, the title track, which is a really great track. Really, really good track. Um, some of the other big ones that um, you see on the uh, you see in the live rotation and whatnot. You have You've Seen the Butcher. Uh, I saw you. They. Typically, will open with rocket skates at some shows. Uh, Sex tape is another really popular one on there, and then one that um, they played. I want to say when I saw them in 2016. I don't remember the exact year. Uh, they played Prince, which um, before they dedicated it to uh, Prince. It was shortly after he passed away. But yeah, so those are kind of the the big. Uh, the big name tracks. Some other ones, some of the deep cuts. You got Royal, which is a good one. A good one. Um, Beauty School. And then some bonus tracks that I really like. You have Do You Believe, Ghosts, Caress. So, yeah. A lot. I mean, up top to bottom, this album is, is really, really solid. Is the song Prince actually about Prince? I am not sure. Um, I don't know if it's just a coincidence in the name. But they they did dedicate it to him whenever uh, they played it. And I remember, because I was in the pit at that show, and I was, like, I'm, I, at the time, I've definitely become a much bigger Deftones fan since that time. Um, But at the time, I was just kind of a very middling Deftones fan. Like, okay, this is cool. They're headlining. Uh, We're close. I I like this. But I was sitting next to two brothers that were, like, huge Deftones. Like, Deftones was, uh, was their band, right? And whenever they said that they were playing Prince, they were like, he was like, this one goes out to our man Prince. And then they started playing uh, gotcha. the, the riff of Prince. And the two brothers were like, holy crap, they're playing Prince. Like, they were so excited. It was really interesting. So, um, not one that they, they play live all the time, but it's, it's, uh. So, yeah, I dig the Deftones. I don't know a lot about them. Like, I look at this list of songs and I can't say that I recognize any of them. Now, if we were to play. Yeah. The couple of cuts, the the bigger cuts, I might. Um, yeah, Deftones to me, like I like I said, I, I I like them. I just don't know a lot about them. I've never really dug into the Deftones. And the time that I saw them, unfortunately, <laughs> they're opening for my most anticipated concert like uh, ever. ever. And so I I had a hard time paying attention to them. Yeah, it's funny you say that because that week. Um, I saw, not counting the the obvious one, Guns N' Roses, I saw two of my favorite bands that week being Deftones and Chevelle. Right. And I don't remember much of either of them because, because I saw Guns N' Roses later. play for uh, three hours. Well, and think about 
a week or so before GNR, we saw Maiden. We, that was a that did happen, and Ghost opened for them, and go yeah. So that was a, <laughs> so, that was like a week of ju- like a week and a half of just banger shows. Right. Who did Chevelle open for? Chevelle was the headliner. Oh, okay. They they played at the uh, at a at a club, which which is like one thing that I've always really wanted to see Chevelle because we've always seen them festivals in festivals yeah. or opening at uh, big venues, and I all I wanted was for them to play just a. Kind of, I wanted them to have their own show, play for an hour and a half or whatnot, and they did. And it was, a, it was, I remember, like it was a great show, but it's just so overshadowed by the fact that I saw GNFNR, right? Which is exactly like during their set, I was trying to listen to them, trying to pay attention, but the whole time I'm still like looking around the stage, trying to figure out what's going on with GNR's set up, and and yeah, you're so jacked up for for GNR. A band like that almost needs to perform with no opening act. Yeah, almost. Yeah, or just have like a comedian come out <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, because it's it's a huge disservice to a band like the Deftones, who who are huge, right. mind you. You remember like, the one kid that was I do. up and down the whole Deftones show. Me and him, I think we're the two big Deftones fans <laughs> there. Because I mean, as as much as I love the Deftones, they are in an odd choice for opening for a GNR, at least in my opinion. It kind of reminds me of back when the Stones and the Stones, I guess, are still you know one of the biggest bands on earth. But that period where the Stones were playing nothing but stadiums every four years or whatever, they would always have. And GNR was one of those bands. They would always pick up a a, a very you know newer small band to open for them. So they'd be playing like Giants Stadium, you know, new outside of New York City or something. And have have a, a young GNR open up, or a young Lenny Kravitz, or I think for for a bit they had the White Stripes. So you'd have these bands that really were used to playing clubs, and then you'd throw them in front of seventy thousand Stones fans that were there to see the Stones. And it's got to be tough for the band because they got to just go out and do it, no matter what the reaction is. And I think it's got to be tough for even the fans of of those bands because, yeah. like you said, you're even if you're way into it, you're in a stadium setting where, I mean, we were fairly close. Oh yeah, definitely. But if you're you know up in the third upper deck or whatever one of these stadiums and it's a fourth full because the opening band's playing, and but you dig this opening band, but you're you're not getting the video screens, you're yeah. not getting all of that. It's it's kind of a weird situation for these bands to be in. Yeah, because I remember um, I woke up one morning and I got the bands in town notification that the because they weren't originally announced as like they didn't announce the opener when the show was announced. That came a bit a while quite a bit later, and I got the notification that they were playing the Dome, and I was like, I was like, I was like, okay, I, I'm a I'm a big fan of Deftones and whatnot, but are they can they play the Dome? I was like a little, and then I, then I learned that they were opening for GNR, and I was like, "Can you put two and two together?" Yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, I don't even have to buy tickets for this because we already have them." All right, and I, I remember I wore my Deftone shirt to it. I ended up getting a GNR shirt, um, but I wore my Deftone shirt to it, and like I said, um, it was like me in that kid that was a huge Deftones fan, like kind of across the aisle from us, and we were we were the Deftones fans of the show because everyone kind of like what i was saying is like i just the demographics of i think deftones and gnr fans 
don't necessarily align as much as uh yeah it was slightly different especially considering the price of tickets yeah it's and it's kind of like um i don't remember where but when black sabbath was doing the end tour it might have been the australian leg or it wasn't the american leg i don't think they had five finger death punch opening for them and while you're getting of course there's so everybody went late (laughs) of course there's the the metal heads that okay they like five finger death punch and they like black sabbath but i feel like a lot of people that are going to the black sabbath show the five finger death punch opens up with uh lift me up and they're like oh boy this is really heavy i just i, I gotta think with, with with any of these iconic bands it's just gonna be hard yeah to find a a, a good opening act yeah just, i mean just because of that reason i mean th- there's the the people that that have spent you know five hundred dollars on a ticket to see Sabbath or GNR, the Stones or whoever, they're they're not necessarily going to have the patience, especially if it's a band that they don't even know, to sit through it. Like if you go, you pay thirty bucks and you go see a a, a band at a club that's got you know four hundred people in it. You look at the opening band if you don't know them, like oh cool, maybe I'll discover some new music or something like that. That's not the case for you know these bands that have been around for forty years and their their fans are all yeah you know forty fifty years old plus it's just it's just a different dynamic with that being said iron maiden having ghost opening for them was a great call yeah that was very very cool that was a a wonderful evening and it was just those two i don't think there was like a i was just open open over yeah i think it was just those two even i mean i know for a fact because we showed up like during Ghost's second song because that was uh we were a little bit late we had we had some nonsense going on (laughs) to put it quite lightly um so we showed up during, yeah, Ghost's second song. So even if there was an opener, opener, we didn't see them. But All right. So we're going to wrap up this week with a Loudwire. Loudwire list. reactions and I'm, again. I'm, yeah, lists list bug me anyway. You do hate your lists. <laughs> but but I, get why, I get why these websites do it, because it makes people like me that hate lists click on them. To read the, yeah. And then... And then complain about them on my podcast and give them more publicity than they. Before we go need. into it, I just I just want to mention, um, Loudwire has definitely improved their uh, Instagram uh, presence simply by doing one thing, right? Because they used to release an article, and then they would say, "Okay, the link is in the bio," right? right which makes me just skip right over it. Which, for a while, was useless because they they only had one link in the bio, right? Well, then they added to their website the link in bio part where then you click on the link in their bio and it takes you to all the posts of basically ah. ever. So then it's very easy. So instead of... Because typically you would, with the way that Instagram algorithms are, you'd see a post from last week and it'd be like, okay, link in the bio. And then you would click on it and it would take you to a different link because the link changed, right? Yeah, but see, they, I usually just, if I see link in bio, I skip all that stuff and I figure I'll, I'll run across it on Twitter. Yeah, they, they made it uh quite easier so i i want to commend them for that because i ripped apart their ghost uh <laughs> well we it's not we don't have issue with this list necessarily we don't we just, we just, just wanted to comment it, yeah. on some of the entries and this is a list of 12 rock and metal cover songs that are better than the originals yes which i'm usually of the opinion that cover songs might be awesome as a standalone but unless the original just sucked then I don't know. I, I usually think the original's better. Yeah, but there are exceptions. 
there are exceptions, and typically the exceptioner's name is uh, Johnny Cash. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, and that, like people that cover Johnny Cash, they're always awesome, but you know, you're not going to improve upon. No, I'm, I'm saying Cash. the Johnny Cash covers. Like no one's no one's ever going to look at Hurt as a Nine Inch Nails song. Like Trent Reznor doesn't look at Hurt as a Nine Inch Nails song. He looks at it as a. No, I know what you're. I yeah. know what you're saying. Johnny Cash made that his own. Yeah, and. But I was thinking the other way. People that cover. Yeah, I was. I, I didn't mean. I didn't mean that. I meant uh, when Johnny Cash does his cover. Yeah, song. and then most of those last four or five albums that he made when he was alive were cover tunes. Yeah. So he did like Soundgarden's "Rusty Cage." He did uh, "I Won't Back Down," the Tom Petty song. He did the um, Danzig's "13." The U two song one. Yeah, one. And every one that he did, like it's so different. Right. And yeah, he, it's he, almost yeah. He definitely made those his own. But yeah, on this list, they started off with, which kind of surprised me because whenever somebody knows this song, it surprises me. And I was, I was talking to a major Judas Priest fan the other day, who was just vaguely familiar with this song. So is are they a major Judas Priest fan? Well, that was what I was. Or thinking. are I was they like, a poser? Because I, I'm not. I mean, I love Judas Priest, but I don't. I'm not like super well versed. Yeah. I can't tell you what comes off of what album, whatever. But this is the Green Man Alishi in parentheses with the two-pronged crown, which when I was in high school was one of my favorite songs. And I found out much, much later that this is a Fleetwood Mac song. And it's not Fleetwood Mac with Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks. It's Fleetwood Mac with Peter Green, which was more of a British blues band, which sounded nothing like the later popular version of Fleetwood Mac. So if you listen to the original of this song, it's it's not metal, but it's it's a very kind of slow, dark, rock song okay and then judas priest took it and and meddled it up it did the judas priest treatment yeah did the judas priest stuff and it's it's what this comes off of hellbent for leather so what was that like 1980 so it was still fairly early judas priest so it wasn't a lot of screaming type yeah judas priest but you can still tell it's them i i i don't know if i necessarily it's probably better but it's a very cool song either way. So yeah. if you're familiar with the Judas Priest version, go back and listen to the Peter Green Fleetwood Mac version, and you'll probably dig that as well. And then the next one, this was this is one you have issue with. Yeah, I don't have issue with it being on this list. I just, um, we can kind of get into it. It's uh, Whiskey in the Jar by Metallica. And I will confidently say that it's better than the Thin Lizzy version. And they even re- reference in the article because i was reading this earlier today it's not a thin lizzy song it's It's an irish folk song but they still do compare they basically um like they you can if you look at the article they have like um metallica whiskey in the jar and then under it originally by thin lizzy which they they acknowledge that it's not a thin lizzy song and whatnot and i agree with it so it doesn't necessarily bother me as much but um I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it's it's a better version. That's fair. Maybe it is, but it's it's different. I just I don't know, a lot of times cover tunes they're just different. Yeah. I think. I mean, it's hard to improve upon Thin Lizzy. Obviously, the Metallica version's harder. Yeah. Which is the case with all these. Every one on the, on this list, we won't hit them all, but every every song on this list is is harder than the original. The and next one, All Along the Watchtower, Jimi Hendrix. I mean, it's Jimi Hendrix. You, I, 
I can't tell you. I, I don't think. I think I was an adult before I knew this was a Bob Dylan song. Yeah. Um. But I've 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 given both. I've given the Bob Dylan version a, a fair share of uh, listens, and it, it's a fine song. But I think that Jimi Hendrix. I think this might be my favorite Hendrix song in general. It's either this or Hey Joe because both of them are just w- uh, wonderful listens. Both covers. Yeah. Um. But. I think, yeah, I'm not going to disagree with this one. And then the next one, uh, not necessarily the next one, but a little bit further down the list, if you wanted to talk about uh, typo negative. Now, this this is a no-brainer. Yeah. Uh, Summer Breeze, it is. Not Cinnamon Girl. That's another one of their covers. Summer Breeze. Um, and this is originally by... You. Seals and Croft. Yes. They were a mid-'70s kind of soft rock, what they call now yacht rock. You'll probably hear that song quite a bit on the Yacht Rock channel on Sirius XM. Okay. But, yeah, um, Typo Negative took it and made it a Typo Negative <laughs> Typo Negative did. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's way better. I mean, Seals and Croft, they did their thing. They were fine. But it, they were the, the original is not even a rock song. It's yeah. just kind of a mellow, you know, sip of margarita on the, on the deck kind of song. We're going to wrap up this week's The Way of Rock podcast, and next week, just to give you a little preview, we're going to talk about the 50, the 50th anniversary of The Beatles' Let It Be. Okay. That came out just about 50 years ago this this week. So we'll talk about that next week. We will be back a week from today with The Way of Rock podcast, always brought to you by thirdstagetees.com. Go there and get a T-shirt. Use promo code TWOR. And get 15% off. Also brought to you by Anchor.fm. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm, make your own podcast, and they will handle the rest. So, Jack, you got anything to add? I do not think so. Oh, um, I do have something that I'm, I'm going to plug here. Involving our uh, the boys in Killswitch Engage, they just released a B-Sides album called B-Sides for Charity. Which, unless that's um, a name in poor haste, I would imagine that's uh, something to do with charity. So if you go, uh, if you go on, I haven't listened to it yet. I think it was released either this morning or in the last week or so. Um, make sure to give that a couple listens, and maybe your listens will go into money for charity. So, uh, yeah. Very good. Where can they find that? They can find that um, on any of your streaming services. It's called Atonement Two in Roman numerals, B-Sides for Charity EP. So B-Sides from Atonement, their last album from 2019. Uh, and everyone always likes B-Sides. So. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week. Everybody be safe, and we will talk to you next week.